The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We have a question that we have to really, really uh, search our souls about and where each man lands on that will determine if you fucking about this actual life or you just a marshmallow. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We've got a special guest today, Maj Torre from Black Guns Matter and... Uh, we, this is round two. We tried to start this before, but it fucked up. So, um, let's get back into that conversation. You say that the only white guns are stormtrooper guns. Do you mean like actual star Wars or actual star Wars? There's no shit. The stormtroopers are actually real now, but, um, no, like, unless you're doing like some stuff long distance in the snow, your, your gun's probably black or like you were saying, it is probably Gucci and, I mean, if you run the gun long enough, that Gucci paint gonna come right the fuck off. So it just mm. is what it is. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't even like Cerakote. It changes the changes the weight of the weapon. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, but anyways, that's not. We're not here to talk about fucking gun aesthetics. Um, tell me, uh, tell me about your upbringing. You know, yeah, how you grew up, and uh, because you're you're kind of a staunch libertarian guy, and how you yeah. arrived at libertarianism i got a lot of buddies <clears throat> from uh your community who have left like the and like the uh the hodge twins for example have told me yeah. a bunch of times over the years that politics in the black community is cultural it isn't necessarily about it, it's not necessarily about representing the community in one way or another it's just like well we vote democrat because we're black right that's what they think they're from virginia yeah. they're from virginia and they were like that I don't, I don't think i guess this was two years ago they were like i don't think Black people are ever going to get out of that mindset. Well, the data shows that there's a lot of people leaving the Democratic Party, right? Um, the, the black community is going to not do that if people keep saying that. It's exactly. almost like it's almost like saying first first historically, that's inaccurate. Black people were overwhelmingly Republican. Mm. And, and just like people say about libertarians, oh, they'll never be a major third party. They'll never be a third party, independent, whatever. Um, Hello, Republican Party was a third party. Mm. The, the Whigs are not even the Whig Party isn't even around. And so um, the general public thinks that because the, the programming and the media propaganda keeps that going. They say, oh, you know, culturally. But, you know, like Breitbart said, politics is downstream from culture. The problem is when you are consistently doing a psyop on a particular group of people, demoralizing them in some way. And if they are prone to it, and that's any human, any group of people can be prone to that. When you at war and you throw leaflets out of the, out of an airplane over the citizens saying, we're gonna murder all of you, the citizens, unless you surrender, there's a lot more of those citizens are gonna press the brass to, you know, unless they all from the warrior class, are gonna press the brass to kind of surrender unless, you know, your family will die. So there's a certain level of media propaganda um, associated with that. In the demographic, if we keep telling people, um, this is what we do. This is what your group does. And then on top of that, 
the people that actively work to change that when progress is made, the GOP or certain parties, whatever party says, this is an unwinnable district. The, the, a perfect example I have of that is two things. One, Kimberly Klasick was in Baltimore and ran for a seat a few years ago. She raised eight, if, for those that don't know, um, she had that amazing video where she had mm -hmm. on a dress, she had on the heels walking through Baltimore and she looked pristine, but the backdrop of Baltimore democratically ran looked horrible. She raised about $8 million, if I'm not mistaken, for her campaign, and then wound up getting attacked by a lot of people in the GOP saying, why are you running there? That's an unwinnable district. If the people didn't believe in her message, they wouldn't have given her $8 million. You do the flip side of that. There's a county right outside of Philadelphia um, that Scott Pressler, uh, who's the tall guy, looks like mm -hmm. Fabio. Mm -hmm. All he does is uh, political and voter outreach. That's all he does. He goes to different cities and just does that. The county right outside of where he was last month, just doing voter registration, just switched from red to blue. So the argument that these communities will not ever ignores the psyop that's been put on a community as well as um, ignores the uh, political apparatus, the duopoly, mostly the vast majority of the GOP are rhinos. Um, they, it ignores their participation in stalling the efforts to make these situations not blue anymore. So leaving that out of the conversation, um, even with those things still being there, before we get to leaving that out of the conversation, even with those th things still being there, you still see amazingly drastic reductions in approval for Joe Biden. The, the messaging and the propaganda is working in, re in regards to the reverse engineering. When you have somebody like Trump that goes, everybody in the hood loved him, the media propaganda showed up and said, this dude's racist. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Trump fan. I don't think he's pro-gun enough. However, we got to call that spade a spade. You have somebody, the hip hop community, urban demographic, black community, whichever way you want to say it loves. The propaganda machine gets turned on when he runs for president. Um, they ignore the economic difference between uh, 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 the administration previor, previous and then now Biden. But the hood, the community starts to go, nah, the money's different. Culturally, it's different. Main man gets on all black platforms and says, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I think Joe Biden was the last run of we can put anybody. They they run, they ran Joe Biden like Chip Kelly felt about his hurry up offense forever. I can just implant any quarterback here and just run the offense. It doesn't matter. I think this last administration, especially coming off the heels of the work and the economy that Trump had. Had the machine humming. The hood is going like, nah, fuck that. I think that now more people are being open and honest about that. And um, and 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 the, the heavy lifting is being done by Democrats. They just took him off the ballot or are attempting to in uh, Colorado. Mm. He, he has not been charged, convicted or had a trial for insurrection or sedition or or any of that. So then they now become constitutional scholars with the propaganda to try to, it, it, but the hood is just seeing it. That's my point. Mm. And so if we keep tapping out and going like, yo, it'll never be, it's historically inaccurate. We aren't paying attention to when people are making progress and we aren't paying attention to how many rhinos are actually endorsing that because they benefit from that duopoly. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> you know, I've, um, I've said a lot over the years that at least Republicans had the decency to ignore black people for like the 70s, 80s and 90s, whereas the Democrats, um, 
just told black communities that we're here to help. Uh, but then they would just give them enough resources or assistance to get keep their heads above water and never actually achieve upward mobility, right? Like they say, uh, solved problems don't get out the vote, right? And yeah. uh, it's like, you, you can ask any of these black community leaders from back in the day, they're like, well, the only time politicians show up around here is during election season, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the fact that the ground teams, and I've been seeing this for eight years now, the fact that the ground teams from the Republican Party haven't made it down to black communities to court individual voters and explain to them why smaller government actually makes their lives be better is fucking stupid, frankly. I mean, not not that they would necessarily win everything, but over time, you know what I mean? Like the, the Democrats want to change the voting demographic by allowing mass illegal migration. Uh, if you're a Republican or a conservative person, you should be doing something to court more, more voters, right? I mean, they're just kind of hoping for the best. And it's not surprising that Republicans suck at winning elections. They're not. They're not even trying to hope at win. They don't want to win. I've I've been I've spoken at CPAC for years, back to back to back. The last time that I was there as an individual speaker, I was on right in front of Trump. It was me then Trump when he was president, and I gave a like a breakdown of the greatest conservative of all time, Booker T. Washington. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, Frederick Douglass. I gave that the first black dude to run for president. With uh, dude, dude. what was it, Susan B. Anthony that ran at his Veep, I think, or some shit like that? Frederick Douglass was so amazing. His story is so crazy as a conservative. That is the Republican Party. That's the history of the Republican Party. I took a picture of Frederick Douglass without the beard and without the hair, mm. and nobody knew who he was in the audience. Nobody. And this is the opportunity for the GOP or the, all of the, the investors, the people at CPAC, if you actually want to win. And I'm not saying that the people that run CPAC don't want to win. I'm saying that the, the educational component of informing people, you could push back against. I could I could solve the whole Republicans are racist thing in a week. Like I could do that shit in my sleep. You have to start talking about prominent black conservatives. But for some reason, you just don't want to. Maybe you believe that, oh, that's playing the race card. No, it's not. And you're in the middle of the game. The other side is painting you as a racist. You have historical people, Malcolm X, conservative, Dr. King, conservative. Malcolm X said the most dangerous being in the Western hemisphere is the white liberal. Mm -hmm. If you want to play the race game, if you want to play the conservative liberal game, whatever, if, if the black community is impacted by this amazing historical figure, that's literally an ex a, a example of going from criminal to reform criminal to good man to husband to damn near change the world, right? And he identifies as more conservative, but you don't want to have that conversation about it, right? I think that there's a there's a misnomer that I had for a, a, a while too. For, for years, I tried to work with the NRA early on, beginning of Black Guns Matter. And people told me was like, they don't they don't want they don't want to win. I remember a buddy of mine, Rob Pincus, said, Maj, I, I applaud that you're trying to work with them because I know that you know this answer. They know the answer too, but they're only interested in selling four or five million memberships and four or five million to four or five million people. If there's a hundred million gun owners in America, you're logically thinking we should go after the other 90, 95, 96 million for memberships, for whatever, and make this thing a powerhouse. Even though the NRA has an amazing civil rights and human rights history, they're just at that point in time, hopefully that changes, 
They just weren't interested. I, t- I told them when, when the, uh, what's his name? Philando Castile thing happened. I was actively talking to high level people at the NRA at that time. And I was like, yo, let me take the point on this. I, I don't work for y'all, but hook me up. Let's do some things. Let's do some classes. This is an easy one. They didn't want to talk about it because the rumor at the time was um, Philando Castile had cannabis in his system and the 4473 and all that other shit. They are not interested in trying to win. The GOP is very similar in that regard. They're not trying to win. If if Trump damn near single handedly shifted the votes in the black community just on his persona, imagine if the GOP actually got behind him. Imagine if Mike Pence actually was what we initially may have thought he was going to be as a VP. Imagine if he wasn't fighting with that party. And again, I'm saying this as a person that's a libertarian. I'm not even a Republican, but the libertarians are. Um, the third largest political party, and we're still fighting to get ballot access. So some of the same rumbles that the GOP initially had to get, you know, become, you know, second in in command, for lack of a better term, um, libertarians as a political party have dealt with, but we don't have as much power on the national scale Mm. as we do um, locally. Libertarians can convince people locally in, in individual conversations very, very simply. Libertarians are what Republicans are supposed to be. Classic so-called liberals, the founders, were could be more classified as libertarians at this point. And so that's why I started to be, I took BLM to name. Fuck BLM, Black Lives Matter Incorporated. Not saying that Black Lives Matter don't matter, duh, mm. right? But that organization, I just fucking commandeered their name because they wasn't using it right and they wasn't helping the community. BLM now stands for Black Libertarian Movement. Imagine if we got... Black people, and I say black people because I fucking live in a black community. I don't want people to be, oh, was race a part of it? There's a reason why Democrats are in black communities because they're the linchpin. Like, that's just it. Um, But imagine if black, Asian, poor, brown, whatever, poor white communities all decided to say, you know what? Locally, on a decentralized tip, we are going to just start voting libertarian. We're going to curate the libertarian message. We're going to educate people about it, and we're going to get candidates that are in alignment with that, that are actual public servants, and we're going to put them in office. Damn near immediately or damn near overnight, you would start to see Democrats and Republicans start going more in the direction of liberty, more in the direction of the Constitution. Why? Because as Larry Sharp says, who's one of my favorite libertarians, you have better Democrats and better Republicans when libertarians are in the room. We're like the referee telling people to keep it above the belt, reminding people of what the fucking rules are, mm-hmm. reminding people about um, property rights, pushing back against the propaganda. So for example, the biggest thing with libertarians, people will say, oh, you guys believe in open borders. Okay, maybe some do, but that's not really the case. And I don't, I don't. So like even having that simple conversation, I don't think that Republicans are doing what they need to do because they don't want to. There's a financial incentive Mm. and a power component by just pointing at the Democrats as being the evil. When you have a more empowered libertarian or independent presence, 
Those guys' jobs are on the line because the way that we talk, the way that we engage the people, limited government, auditing at, at minimum, removing the Fed at maximum, explaining how the Fed is responsible for your fucking interest rates, regardless of what red or blue is in the office, explaining to people the importance of property rights, explaining to people the reason why limited government is the key. These are conversations that Republicans are supposed to be having, but they're not going to because I do not believe their definition of when is what your and I definition of when is. Our definition is keep fucking soldiers at home until it's time for somebody that fuck with us and now it's time for them to fucking find out. That's a win. A win for us is rebuilding American infrastructure, jobs, and economies. That's a win for us. That is not a win for the so-called public servants that are in the left or the right camp in D.C. That win is how can I go in making a job of $140,000 a year, but leave after five or 10 years um, with a net worth of 40, $50 million. That's their win. They are fundamentally different. The fucking nerds have taken over. And I'm not saying you can't be smart, but there's no, we went from gangs of New York politics where only strong leaders could actually be in a fucking position to revenge of the nerds. And the nerds are winning the way they want to in the game that they want to play. We just have to, A, um, be okay with being very, very aggressive and, and prejudicial towards defending what freedom looks like and defending our nation, as well as this part may sound a little too aggressive for some people, probably not on this platform, but we have to get back to a, being okay with violence. Some, some, the, the fact that the political class understands and will accept violence from their side Politics is and war in politics is 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 diplomacy by different means. Like when diplomacy fails, now we got to go to this. We have become so civilized in that regard that the powers that be and we've asked for more government, more shooters. We've given the monopoly of violence to the state that we aren't willing to say, nah, we we not doing this. I got kicked off of Twitter for saying I would assault people doing sexual things to children. That's where we're uncomfortable with violence. I could say I am willing to assault someone that does sexual activity to children. I'll probably go to jail. I'll bail out. And if I find out they're doing it again, I will assault them some more because I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I said that and got kicked off of Twitter. We are not okay with violence. And those two things... Um, are, are the reasons why the overlords are kind of like, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, all government, this is something that people need to fucking understand. <clears throat> Regardless of what side you think you're on or any of that bullshit, or what system of government is, or what political philosophy it is, all government eventually and in, in, invariably leads to the extraction of wealth and labor from the population, right? That it just, that is the, if you think about it in terms of, of balance, of yin-yang, of uh, nuclear uh, fission or fusion, rather, yeah, blowing up a star, but gravity holding it together. Like in all things in, in life, there are these balances. The balance of government is power right. versus liberty. It's always power versus liberty, right? And it's the the centralized power, especially. And then when you give, um, when you allow the government <clears throat> or whomever it is, the state. Um, to have a monopoly on violence. Well, that's what we call authoritarianism, right? Like you, you don't have, it, it is presumed in that situation that you don't have the right to fight back. You know what right. I mean? 
Um, and that's, that is the death throes of an empire. Like that's when it's over, when people accept right. that as their fate. Um, right. I, I just think that the general public in explaining that to, in a, to them in a way that's saying, hey, we are prepared for violence. We are very skilled in the art of violence and we would prefer not to, but we will 100% fuck you up if we sent you to DC to do a job and you were fucking us and fucking our future generations, because it's gonna come back, like you said, to the labor and the money and the resources. Your actions through overtaxation your or taxation, your actions through advocating for things that are not in alignment with the constitution. The constitution is a very well-balanced document. It stood that test of time. Those dudes took from different governments and was like, we're in a shitty government. Let's make sure this isn't in it. And if you, we send you to, um, we send you to DC to do the job of defending that. And if you don't, when you come home at, at, at the bare minimum, we may just ostracize you and not support your businesses or any of that. The problem is we've allowed certain people to say, oh, that's political or economic terrorism. You are supposed to terrorize people that are uh, advocating for or pushing towards more and more of your liberties, resources, property and happiness being encroached upon. You are supposed to do that. Bullies are supposed to feel very, very horrible around us. If you are a person that is a giving man, a giving woman, a, a lover of God or whatever your belief system is or whatever, right? If you're being kind to people and strong and nurturing and uh, helping young men develop to be stronger young men and women to be stronger and smarter and more emotionally supportive and healthy women. If you're doing that, we are gonna be so supportive of you. But if you do things that are in alignment with the degradation of those things, whether that's any area of human activity, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, war, doesn't matter. Those are the areas of human activity. When you do things that are in alignment with eroding that, you are in essence attempting to destroy the quality of life. Now, the argument is people will say, well, does that warrant violence? If Hitler would have been stopped early on, right, or the conditions that came to Hitler being in going from, hey, we got to have a strong national unity, because I'm down. I, I understand that. Mm -hmm. Let me be careful how I say that. I'm not saying I'm down with Hitler because then somebody will say you're advocating for people to get murdered, whatever. But if you're saying I'll say it this way. If you're attempting to weaken America where I live, the black dude that is fully aware of some of the most heinous racist shit that has happened in America, I still live here. So I'm, I'm having the balance conversation. I live here. The shit is lit. The little bit of freedoms that we have left. If you're willing to do things and encroach on that, the end result is still going to be authoritarianism in a totalitarian government. So I would rather smack you in the mouth very, very early before it gets to somebody sees that you're absolutely a fucked up human and a piece of shit and they put a bullet in your face. Both of those are violence. But now we've we've succumbed to this thing that um you know, like robbing old ladies is, is, is I'm going to stay out of it. You're a pussy. You're a marshmallow. If you see someone attacking an old lady, you're supposed to get involved. That's the end of this fucking sentence. The, the, the American credo has, is being bred out of us. And I fear, and I use my words very carefully, I fear 
that we are not, you know, like we're past the, 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 the halfway point. I fear that we may not have enough time to develop and strengthen young men, especially in the hood. That's why our work is mostly in the hood. Men that didn't even expect to be alive this long, when you show them freedom and you convert them to liberty, they are zealous in their defense of freedom. I, I am a little bit afraid that the middle class and people that have had a comfortable way, as most in America have, don't want to, aren't willing to be hard enough to actually fight against the tyranny that's coming because it looks like a soft tyranny. Mm. But when you have a sitting president, you see what happened to Trump. And now they're trying to keep him off a of ballot, trying to attempt to use weak 14th Amendment arguments for someone that hasn't even been charged for the thing that they justify as the reason to keep them off the ballot. At what point do we say enough is enough? At what point do we see the legislator that initial en enacted that? And do we not at least pour a fucking bottle of water on? Mm. Something has to be done. And so I'm not saying we should go to the Capitol and shoot people. I'm not with that um, in initially. However, I am saying that we at least should be able to have a conversation. And if we're not going to have the conversation about it, then we're not a we're not a constitutional republic anymore. We're already a, a failing and crumbling empire. So, yeah, this episode is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros ghostbed. It's the best bed in the world. It's the most comfortable sheets, pillows, the whole thing. I've got them all, man. And, you know, they wanted to extend their best possible offer to Drink It Bros. They've been with us for a very long time. So this is the email they sent us. We want Drink It Bros to get the best offer. So I updated the code for 50% site-wide. That's 50% site-wide. Use the code Drinking Bros. Drinking Bros with no G. For 50% off site-wide, everything that you buy on this site is going to be 50% off. Again, they get the best pillows sheets mattresses they get the mattress protector uh if you're if you're sloppy and spill things and you don't want to jack up your mattress they have pretty much everything you need they've got weighted blankets now they've got the adjustable base which we really like i've got one in my home so go to ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros use the code drink it bros for 50 percent off site-wide and don't forget about their pay-as-you-go plan if you're with approved credit you're going to be able to pay this thing off over the course of three to five years for 25 to 35 bucks a month. It's nothing. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today and use the code drinking bros for 50% off. This episode is also brought to you by blackriflecoffee.com. The best coffee in the world. As a matter of fact, they won both the gold and bronze medal at the Golden Bean Awards this year for their exclusive coffee club entries in the elite category. So the best coffee on earth literally was Circus Bear by Black Rifle, one of their ECS. So I recommend that you go sign up for the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Use the code CITIZEN. You're going to get those points off. And, uh, you know, you get all the benefits from being in the coffee club. You get the free shipping. You get access to all the partner deals. Uh, uh, you get access to the exclusive coffee club. You get access to any new products that come out before anybody else does. You know, it's a very large club that they have over there. And the coffees are premium. Every single one of them is good. Uh, you, you're going to get experience for you. You can do just the plain coffee club. And if you want your two bags of, of uh, espresso or your two bags of silence or smooth or whatever it is you drink, you can get those two bags or one bag or whatever you want every month. Or 
and or rather you can use the ECS, the exclusive coffee club and get access to some of the most premium coffees on the planet and kind of learn what it is that you like. You know what I mean? So then you can order those premium coffees from black rifle as well. So, and we all know they got the best branding, the best merch and their buddies, you know, we're all friends here. Uh, we love black rifle. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club or buy something, do whatever you want. Um, use the code citizen. You're going to get those points off. Um, <clears throat> Regarding nationalism, G.K. Chesterton said that um, men didn't love Rome because she was great. Rome was great because men loved her. That's the essence of nationalism. And it's not, I don't know how it's been cast as some intrinsically evil thing. It's like you should be proud of the shit around you and take care of it. That's what it fucking means, you idiot. Um, right. Now, as far as, you know, well, we've been saying that words are literal violence for a couple of years now, right? Um, and then the people who believe that have done quite a bit of violence in response to this per perceived uh, violence. Um, but then you see like somebody that's trying to <clears throat> what do what you say, which is interdict when some asshole is trying to, to prey on the community, like Daniel Penny in New York, for example. Yeah. A guy like that going on trial, the people of New York should have just marched to county lockup and pulled the doors off the fucking hinges. And told them, like, you are not going to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, everybody wants to talk about the big picture, but nobody wants to do the small work. That's a fucking problem. You know what I mean? It's like, you, yeah. you, you want ever like, this has been my problem with the old Libertarian Party before Dave got involved. It was like, they just wanted to run for president to, to get some national notoriety, and that was it. That's there, There's no ground game. They, didn't, they weren't fucking cruising around explaining their position to anybody and shit like that um but doing that little stuff that's what really fucking matters because there's yeah. a lot of us there's more of us than them they can do the yeah. big stuff because it's centralized power but we can do all of the small things that they can't do and that's how you right. fucking win it's not it's not just how you win it's how you easily win that fight right. it's it's like say it's what we're doing with the mises caucus with um decentralized revolution there's there's a guy that some of the listeners may have heard of. His name's Klaus Schwab. He runs this thing called the World Economic Forum. Um, between he and other world, basically they're fucking Sith Lords. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Um, he recognized that putting money uh, into local races to get candidates running from the Democratic side that would nullify and wouldn't even charge certain uh, charges the laws become irrelevant and you get more bang for your buck by putting money and energy into local and state races, right? The presidential thing, one, things can get nullified if the shit ain't enumerated in the constitution, states rights, so you kind of got some buffer there. Mm -hmm. What Mises has done is push for a project decentralized revolution. Federal, federal government or government in general should only exist to defend the rights of the individual, border security, like interstate highways, very, very limited shit. When we as libertarians were saying, hey, we got to decentralize this thing, we got to decentralize this thing, it was exactly what Schwab was doing just on the evil end of the yin-yang conversation. And we've seen that. We saw shit places like, you know, everybody wants to get mad when Trump said such and such is a shithole country. San Francisco is a shithole city. I was there not long ago. It's a shithole. It's a thousand light years away from what it used to look like, right? So the 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 process of 
uh, breaking down internally from and because you can't beat America from the outside in. You got to soften her up on the inside. That process has begun in that regard. And if we push back against that using liberty as the thing, we will win. And when we when the uh, Mises caucus took over all of the libertarian party. Right. I, I was there in Reno for that annual convention and I told the dudes, I said, listen, that's great that you guys took over. We got rid of the old leadership who were a bunch of fucking morons. Um, this one guy, few of them, uh, forget his name. He was the chair for a while. I, uh, fucking, I forget his name. He's that irrelevant, but he's a fucking asshole. Um, that guy's gone. And what I said to them was, you gotta, you, you're now in control of the third largest political party in America. Have a great night tonight. Drink wine, have beer, have a good time. But as you start going in a different direction, you're going to get the attention of the duopoly. It's going to happen. And so some of you will get a bag of money dropped off to get out of races. Some of you will be intimidated. Some of you will be threatened. Some of y'all are going to pretty much fold. And so I said, but I want you guys to really understand that the, the propaganda is about to shift. And they laughed and they joked. And fast forward a bit, Klaus Schwab literally is saying libertarianism is pretty much the thing that's in the way of totalitarian. He said this like a, a couple of weeks ago. And so he literally, I made the video and I made a clip of me going back a year or so ago saying that this was going to happen. Liberty, libertarian values or classic, what is identified now as classic liberals. This is the way, this is what made America the most powerful nation. And I'm saying this, that America did have contradictions. I can't leave that part out. However, when we're talking about present day right now, libertarianism, the GOP could do it if they were actual Republicans, but they're not, they're not cut from that cloth. They're not on that John Brown shit. They just not. Libertarians are the only one, as we're seeing with Javier Millet over in Argentina. He won overwhelmingly. It's not because people just like Javier Malay per se, because he's so cool. It's because the people are tired of it. And so when the GOP is very, very quiet, we take this, this somehow fucking badge of honor by saying we're the silent majority. Dr. Martin Luther King said, beautiful quote, there comes a time where silence becomes betrayal. And you being the silent majority doesn't matter if your cities are going to shit. And so we need to be open and saying we are men and women of peace. We are 100% in alignment with you doing whatever you want to do, but we will 100% fuck you up if you continue to violate and erode that. I think that the Libertarian Party is, is the only party right now that is willing to say this and proclaim it loudly and apply it in a decentralized manner that is that is willing to do those, you know, that ground game, that grassroots game that's necessary. The Democrats did not come into power um, by just going central initially. Mm. They were they were beating the streets. They had foot on the pavement. They've become so comfortable because their ground game has been so good. And because the GOP is damn near non-existent in these areas, that was also an opportunity for us as libertarians. And I honestly believe that most people that are Republicans are holding on to an ideology that current day Republicans in the political class are not anymore. Well, you got to be you really fucking dumb to believe that shit. I mean, they've expanded the government, the, the largest expansion of the federal government history in 20 years and 15 or so trillion dollars worth of wars. That's not fucking conservative. You know what I mean? Like, if you still believe it at this point, then you're not fucking paying attention. 
And that's the part that it's like, we just need, we need, listen guys, we need blue collar. We need the founders. We are in the times that we read about. Like, I forget what book this was, or it might've been a TV show or something, but it spoke about there was no real time. Like all of these stories were just like dreams that we're in the actual story all over again with like fucking iPhones this time and or like cars that, you know, whatever. But these are the same stories of like Jesus in the state. You know what I'm saying? And so we really, in essence, and I'm more specifically speaking to men that's listening to this, you're supposed to be the fucking leaders. We need to be in shape. We need to be in the range. We need to be homesteading. We need to be homeschooling. We need to be stronger fucking husbands, craftsmen, artisans, all of skills, tradesmen. You guys are the fucking founders. You're it. And if you in the hood, I don't give a fuck if you white, black. I don't give a fuck. You are the carbon that they're trying to fucking reduce. You're it. And so we just got a really, really serious question that we have to ask ourselves. Like, this is a question that I've asked myself, right? Even in some libertarian circles, right? The the reason why I probably won't get on, let's say, um, maybe Joe Rogan, I might, right? But the reason why I won't get on some bigger platforms that are hip hop based is because I've made a commitment to be like merged with the idea of liberty. That means proclaiming it, articulating it fully, that means living it, that means advertising it, that means the vast majority of my day, all I wanna do is fuck up corrupt government. That shit is fun for me. That shit, I love it. I love making politicians very uncomfortable and very afraid. I also like sitting down and learning from politicians that are actually doing a job. One of my good buddies is Thomas Massey from the great state of Kentucky. Love that dude in that position. Would love to have him as a president, but then I'm scared for the fucking people of Kentucky who they'd get. My point in saying this is we have to make a decision. Do you want to align with the thing that is going to have you popular, right? Because you can be popular. You you know, I, I can clean up and put on a suit and get on the stage in front of Trump at CPAC. All I have to do is say the catchphrases, right? Or I can challenge some of the people at CPAC and push them to recognize that, hey, maybe you're highlighting some neocon pundit voices that are absolute trash. Maybe you're doing that. When I say that and I make that decision, I am effectively doing a kamikaze on my political aspirations on a popularity situation. However, what comes out of that is meat and potatoes or vegetables, whatever, um, guys and gals resonate with that message. And I might not be on that platform anymore, but the general public, and I can hit different platforms and uh, all types of things. And I may not be on, I, I, I truly believe that's what my Fox TV show deal fell through. That's what I believe. Point being is us men got to pull our pants up and make a grown fucking man decision. Do you want to be what the founders were that actually course corrects and saves this nation? Or do you just want to be popular? Mm. You can be the Benedict Arnold. You can be that. You can be the guy that's just saying, oh, it's only about absent black fathers. When that myth is debunked, black fathers are amongst, even the fucking CDC got that right. If you want to say these tropes and only tap into Thomas Sowell, right, and ignore Walter Williams, if you want to say back to blue as like this blank check, 
which is asking for more government. They are the foot soldiers that do the bidding of the Democrats. That's the reality. If you want to gain popularity, then just say the catchphrases. But the catchphrases are how we have 50 trillion endless wars, uh, hundreds of military bases. These are young men that would be better suited learning plumbing and electric, electrical, living and running a small business in their small town, being able to run a business from their community, to, to, uh, help that community economically, politically, and socially, as opposed to potentially getting their head fucking blown off in some war for some rich dude to protect the a, a, a oil field. We have to ask ourselves, what do you want to be? If I wanted to be popular, I would not do fucking half say half of the shit that i've said here it's not about popularity the founding fathers were facing death you're getting fucking hung if this doesn't go right what did they do george and the boys fucking december eve christmas eve got in a fucking boat went across the delaware river to fucking kill the opposition we're just asking you to wear some fucking t-shirts and support some companies and some podcasts that are actually in alignment with your actual liberty. But you got a fucking question that you got to ask yourself and every man got to search their own soul. I am afraid, bro. I am afraid. I believe that the conditioning and the propaganda and the fear is so entrenched that I believe that I'm, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid and I'm not afraid of much. America could not be here anymore the way that we know it. China owns a lot of your shit. And I'm not saying it's like anti-Chinese people. Some of my Chinese-American Chinese friends are some of the fucking hardest fucking workers ever. So I, I want to be clear about that. But if the CCP is buying a bunch of your shit, and if your elected official on a national level is selling them sections of your fucking electrical grid, America cannot be here the way that it is. And at what point are we going to put down the popularity contest in, in regards to I got mine and I'm saying the catchphrases for my YouTube channel, right? Or are we going to risk? I've been kicked off of Instagram four fucking times. I would be, I'm really good at selling drugs. I'm really good at selling drugs. I would 100% have $10 million. It's legal now. Cannabis is legal. If I was not doing this over the last seven years, Right. Making the urban demographic be the largest gun buying demographic, the newest gun, largest gun buying demographic. I would have 10 million dollars in cash. There's no doubt about that. But I have to make a decision. What good is the 10 million dollars in a nation that a is going to keep overtaxing the shit? My homies in Cali spend 40, 50 percent of their bread and fucking taxes to the government. We have a question that we have to really, really uh, search our souls about. And where each man lands on that will determine if you fucking about this actual life or you just a marshmallow. Yeah. Um, Plato said, if you do not take an interest in the affairs of your government, then you're doomed to be ruled by fools. Right. Um, said that a couple thousand years ago. This is nothing new. This shit's been going on for a very long time. Wealthy and powerful people have been trying to extract labor and wealth from people and manipulate currencies and manipulate people's minds for as long as government has existed really <clears throat> but you know it's it's a question of leadership you know that that's what the founders were they were leaders above all else 
you you can make a list of superlatives or a list of uh, traits that they may have had, but they were leaders ultimately. And what a leader does is um, personally set about to improve themselves, right? Educate themselves, make themselves fit, whatever it happens to be, and do the requir- do the work required of them to earn their citizenship. Right. And then the second stage of that is to teach every motherfucker you run into, everyone who will listen, to do the same, you know? Because um, it's, that's how a revolution works. It's viral until it becomes endemic. That's how revolution really works. Like right. uh, revolutions that are fought militarily, there's another fucking 50 years afterwards where there's still social strife or people trying to get their comeuppance or some bullshit like that. But ones that happen this way are different, man. It's like once people have control of their own lives again, they will naturally spread it to others and they will be resistant to anybody who comes and tries to take it from them again. But we just, that's, that's we why, just lost that. That's why I started, right. That's why I started learning how to grow food. When I learned after like the world wars, like grannies in little gardens is what almost like kept the supply chain of food happening for mm-hmm. America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and when I, I mean, like a shit, couple of things, like, grannies, gardens, pemmican, shit like that. That's the only way we survived. Right. When I found that out, I was like, oh, shit, I don't know how to grow food. I drove down to, um, in the RV, a, a few friends of mine run this thing called the Green Haven Project. Mm-hmm. It's in Miami. It's in this rough part of Miami called um, Overtown. Overtown is known as the like Harlem back in the days, like the twenties, the Harlem of, you know, Miami of Southern Florida. Overtown also got the nickname. Actually, they made a movie with, uh, it was depicting Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, all, it was called One Night in Miami. And that hotel that they were in in that movie, it's all in that area. Anyway, they have this thing called the Green Haven Project where they teach people from the community how to grow. It's a two acre plot in the middle of Overtown, which is like right up the street from like, very high in Miami. And they just teach people how to grow food organically, no chemicals, no pesticides. And then they give the food away to the people for free. So I pulled up down there um, and it's an amazing nonprofit. I pulled up down there and was just doing grunt work for two months. Like I just was living on this garden. I think it might've been July and July and August though, August and November, September, I was down there. All I did was just be down there doing all of the grunt work because it was like the prep season for for them, for that climate. And when I, it, it almost makes me like, yo, on, I'm in a solutionary center right now. On the roof, I'm prepping to get ready to grow food on the roof. Like that level of self-sufficiency when I can just grow sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are great for me going to the gym. Inflammation, you know, all that other good stuff. If I could grow a little bit, some sweet potatoes, and some broccoli, or maybe a stalk of corn in the backyard, a couple of stalks of corn. To be able to pull those resources out of the ground and not be dependent upon the government telling me, you gotta wear a mask to come in this grocery store to get your sustenance. When you showcase that, I don't care if it's just sweet potatoes. If I got a whole winter worth of sweet potatoes, I will not die. I will not die. And these are the things that they are afraid of. This is what that type of revolution looks like. Well, you know why, right? It's because if if the government shows up and nobody's got their hand out, they don't have any fucking power there. That's what they're really afraid of. Um, (laughs) And so what you're talking about is decentralizing food, 
right? Yep. Decentralizing is the word that matters most in, in today's political spectrum because um, it is natural. It, it, it's a natural process to try to consolidate power into one area, whether it, even if it's not a, a particularly nefarious motive you have. You're just like, oh, well, it makes more sense to do it all in one place. So maybe it makes more sense to have mass scale factory farming because then it frees people up to do whatever the fuck else they're going to do with their time. Like any of that shit matters. You know what I mean? It's fucking stupid, but we have this idea that we should try to uh, make our lives more efficient. Like that's ever helped us be better people. You know what I mean? It's fucking stupid, but we have that idea to do that. But look at the consequences. This is the same thing I tell people about gun stuff, which we'll get into in a sec, but um, the consequence of that is that the government doesn't actually do anything. Right. Right. They hire private companies to do it and they pay them a 40 percent markup on average, which is fucking retarded. Right. They're just scamming money from us. But um, they don't actually do anything. It's the private company that does it. So it's now a private company with very little oversight, um, like Monsanto, for example, producing these products that completely butt fuck our our food supply. And now we have all sorts of fucking. We have major, major hormonal issues in adult men now. Um, like it used to be the case that after 30, your testosterone would start to wane a little bit each year, you know, until your 80s. Now it's, it's the average 21-year-old in America has the same level of testosterone that the 65-year-old had in 2000, right? We, right. Can, we fucked people up like this. So, you know, <clears throat> the only way to solve that problem is to decentralize it. To, to if you're able to patronize the local farms and ranches and get your shit directly from people you know right or start doing it yourself like that's th those are the only two real solutions that exist anymore now i'm fortunate to live in texas where heb has pretty good beef they buy it all from local farms and shit like that but i still won't buy fish or chicken from them ever because it yeah. comes from fucking brazil and i don't know what the yeah. fuck they're doing down there you know what i mean right. So it's like right. this is something that you really got to pay attention to. If you're talking about being fit and being being ready for the fight or whatever, <laughs> if you're eating food out of regular grocery stores primarily and if you're eating shit out of boxes and bags, you're fucked. Like your body's fucked up. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Getting people to understand that revolution isn't sexy to most people. The people have this picture of revolution being like, it's fucking Mel Gibson. Yeah. fucking the patriot no but the, rea the reality is just like collectively saying no that's really what it is like oh no we can actually do this ourselves why don't you go fuck yourself that's the real thing no, right no no thank you just yeah. no thank you mm -hmm. no thanks and so getting that into the people's minds and then seeing how their wallet like i love japanese sweet potatoes yams if i can grow them and not have to buy them from a, a grocery store I've now saved $100 a month in sweet potatoes. That is $1,200 for the year. Me and my family can put that into maybe a trip or invest that. So in next year, we'll turn that into a trip, whatever that is. Explaining that to the people in a way and then making them understand that the reason why government has so much power is because they've, they've put together the infrastructure. It hasn't come easily for government. It's like it's like the, the settlers to America, like the starving times happened. The indigenous people helped like and no one's going to disagree with that. The starving I mean, that's the story of Thanksgiving. So hopefully they wouldn't disagree right, with it. Right. So like. The you're you're fucking don't know how to grow food and you got to dig up your dead cattle and dead horses to eat them. 
this didn't come from like ease. And so similar to Democrats and government hasn't gotten into power with ease. They got it and now they've they're working on maintaining it. But they do that because they provide things for you after they took your money from you. Cut out the middleman. Use your money, your resources, your skill set, your network to develop things. We're going to be getting some land in the South because I'm I'm done with big cities. After the whole COVID shit and everybody fucking folded and all of the big cities that's supposed to be so tough. Meanwhile, I was going down to Texas, Florida, and it was like, yeah, we line dancing. We don't know what the fuck y'all are doing up there. We We don't know. But this is what we're doing here. And a lot of the places during the time that I was there. And so um, showing people like, yo, we got to dig a well, bro. We have to dig a well. Yo, you have to, you you want to go to war. You need munitions and not just ammunition. You need supplies. You need painkillers. You need these things. How, how, how do we store these things? Government, by stealing so many resources from the people, and mismanaging the, those resources is still able to provide um, vehicles with dash cams and armored uh, fucking bulletproof vehicles for their shooters. That is because they built something. If you're not willing to build it, don't say you were patriot. Don't. like, And I don't care what community you're from. If you live in America and if you want to say fuck the government, you want to say, I want to be healthy. You have to figure out alternative means of what type of water you're putting in your body. And I don't just mean drinking because this is an organ too. And when you take that shower, you're still getting some of that fluoridated water in there. So if we migrated from a lot of these cities where there's those centralized components of control, again, like you said, for may have not been nefarious initially, but it's fucking control. Mm. If you start going, hey, me making $100,000 a year and owning my home and not fucking the bank that's owned by the bank that's owned by the bank that's owned by BlackRock, me actually working hard for the next four or five years, buying a small three-family home, being conservative about how much sex me and my wife have because we can afford one or two children on this. We make a good, solid life for ourselves. We grow some food. We, we have our own water supply. We still have access to the internet. You give up some of these fucking creature comforts and then you get more like-minded people, like-minded people like that. And then before you know it, hey man, let's build a restaurant. Hey, can we pull some of our resources? This is how communities are built. Mm -hmm. But when you allow the grid or the government over time, when you allow yourself to be completely dependent upon the grid that they built, you almost to a certain extent got to kind of like shut the fuck up. It's almost like we're not in uh, America. Mm -hmm. Like, like we're not in the house of America anymore. We're in the house of America that the government is creating and controlling. And if you choose to accept and stay there without doing some of this shit on your own, you almost can't really complain. Well, here's the if analog I to that, right? It is, it's, allowing the state to be in charge of your personal security, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I am defenseless and I hope that the cops get here in time. Right. Fuck that. But we, we will say fuck that, right? And still allow it. 
But yeah. even the people who are more or less capable of defending themselves, a lot of those people are still heavily plugged into this stuff. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and refused. I mean, that's why so many people uh, got those stupid fucking COVID shots. They're like, well, I don't want to lose my job. Like, fuck that, dude. Like, there's right. no I, – I, when I was in the Army, they tried to give us swine flu vaccines and shit. I was like, no, nah, I'm not taking that. Fuck you. Right. They're like, you have to. I'm like, no, not. Don't. And then they, they just let it go back then because I was in the minority on that. So they didn't yeah. want to make a big deal out of it. But, yeah, it's like you got to say no when shit's stupid. But that's the that's the, the biggest piece of work that you do aside from just uh, proselytizing libertarianism is I guess – from my perspective, what I see is the initial step is reframing the concept of gun ownership in the black community and then actually training people how to use them fucking responsibly and effectively yeah. as well. We, we, in essence, we are level one. And I love saying that. I'm, I know some of like the best shooters in the world are some of my friends. Some of my friends are like and, and acquaintances or just dudes that I'm social with, whichever level they are mm -hmm. in. Like I, I can get Nick Irving on the phone, like the Reaper. So my access to information is far beyond where the fucking class is. But your access in, to your individual skill set doesn't mean anything. If you cannot bring more people involved, you are going to fucking lose. Like that's it. Like that's it. They have a team. You don't. Like I don't give a fuck how many John Wick movies you watch. If it's ten dudes with guns with magazines and you got one gun and one mag, you're more than likely gonna fucking lose. And if if you happen to be John Wick, great, you won, awesome. Um, so for us being the entry point, we tell our students, you are here to learn the basics of safety. You are here to learn the basics of handling, manipulating, um, and the process of shooting firearms. The nomenclature, um, the, the rules, the breakdown and each person will start to gravitate some 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 shooters they gravitate to competition shooting more they just like three gun some of the, some of those shooters that start in our classes they just like cqb they like yo i want to do that because it fucking looks amazing and it's mm -hmm. cool and shit but um we're here we're completely entry level we stay we started this thing by saying we're going to make the black community be the largest demographic of gun buyers in america we said that in 2016 that we made that happen by the end of 2019 with less than $300,000 raised. And um, we just did classes. All we did was just do boots on the ground work, just did classes. Um, and the classes are free. The reason why I say the 300,000, because that's what we had raised and given away at that time. That's when we were on GoFundMe. And our goal was initially was like $25,000. And every time we would hit the goal, people would say, yo, make it 50,000, make it 100. So we had at that time the goal was five hundred thousand dollars, and uh, then GoFundMe later on did some silly shit with the truckers. So we got off of the trucker convoy that were protesting the COVID thing and the mask thing. So we got off of GoFundMe. But saying that to say, within three years, we raised and gave away three hundred thousand dollars to do these classes, and that's cooperative economics, not socialism. That's people. That's voluntary donations. There's nothing more libertarian than that. And so the demographic. What I noticed was they just didn't know the propaganda worked. It would be people that would be like, yo, you, you can just do this. And I'm like, yeah, we get to do what the fuck we want. And that's when I really started to understand the level of 
programming that was kind of like on people's brain. I mean, it's when from people, it's it's like it's like I don't think people because I grew up in a black neighborhood when I was uh, yeah. was a kid. People don't understand how deep some of this cultural programming goes. They really don't understand it. Like the the uh, elementary school to prison pipeline. They don't understand the fear of dogs and shit like that. Why are yeah. black people afraid of dogs? Because their grandparents told them to be. That's why. Right. right. They've been raised their whole life to think that shit. And if you can fucking get somebody that young and especially these days, children used to be more or less shielded from politics. We didn't watch that shit. We got annoyed right. because one of the three channels we can actually fucking watch had the president on it. We want to watch cartoons. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Now it's like you're inundated constantly with politics from the very as soon as you get a device, however fucking old you are when you let your kids or they are when you let your kids get a device, they are inundated constantly with right. fucking propaganda. So it isn't just like this, the, the cultural impact of repetitive messaging when they're young like that just fucks people up. I mean, it, 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 but it could also be a good thing, right? Like we, you tell them like, hey, we're good people here. You see somebody needs right. help, you fucking help them. The end. There's no fucking right. question. And you do it regardless of what it costs you. That right. you, either one, both of those things are very effective. So you're going to choose which one your kids are fucking exposed to. That's just the reality of the situation. The, the the reverse engineering on the propaganda is something that I'm very, very skilled at. My background, I've always sold things, right? Um, I, years ago, like one of the only jobs I ever had, I worked at Foot Locker. And Foot Locker was really, really good at um, showing people like upsells. Like if you used to go into Foot Locker, um, they would be like, you buy some sneakers, they'll try to sell you like socks or fucking shoe cleaner or protector, right? Upsells psychology this and then that translates i sold weed all of the time saying this to say um the 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 sales tactic and the marketing on the black community and because some people might oh he's saying black too much the poor community if you live in a poor community if you do not live in a gated community you are kind of like in a hood or hood mm -hmm. adjacent you just are and so the 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 marketing is it's what i call a beautiful ugly it's amazing how effective it is. The black community more specifically has been a product or, or impacted or subject to the longest running psyop that I am aware of. Mm -hmm. It is a psychological operation, even if we only isolate it to politics, right? But when we go back upstream and say culture, when there's a reason why the grandparents said, be afraid of dogs, because that fucking grandparent was right there when the fucking state was sicking dogs and shooting fucking hoses. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a psychological operation that works, but it can be reverse engineered. When we start telling people, um, uh, when when guys say shit like um, fucked up shit, right? Something bad happened to him, and I got this from you know some of my Green Beret guys and all of that, like like fucking listening to like Andy Frisella and fucking just every like. Bedros and those dudes, right? When something bad happens, when we go, me and my friends are like, good, fucking good. We get to work through this shit. Well, fucking it's a, right. It's an opportunity, right? I mean, that's, right. Yeah. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. And so that reverse engineering to get people to see, look how the government is fucking us over, bro. I take everything and tie it back into getting them back to liberty. The gun thing is just a tool to defend the liberty. When people that are like, it's social media, right? So sometimes you'll have guys go, oh, he's a he's one of those low IQs. So that's like the underhanded way of saying like black people are fucking stupid, right? 
I love when they started saying that because then I could take it back from them. So when uh, a goofball is actually being racist, like an actual racist, I'll go, look at this low IQ Neanderthal. I'm going to take everything from this system and give it back to the people. Well, that's how guerrilla warfare works, right? You collect weapons from the enemy and you use them against them. That's how it works. And these days... The weapons aren't bullets and bombs. It's fucking propaganda. And words. And words. Malcolm X used to talk about that a lot. When he was in his prison stint, he read the the, uh, dictionary and the thesaurus and copied every word like a few times. So when I say, when I say I'm American, when I say um, I, I don't have a license to carry, when I openly say I stand on the Second Amendment shit, when I say it, I'm not just saying it because I just because I believe it and I know it to be accurate. I'm saying it because it's it's an example for young people that were only told in my demographic were only told, oh, you know, that's only for like white people. You know, that's only that's that's a part of that cultural side. And it's like it's almost like saying, what the fuck? It's like when people say black people can't be racist. Right. I know what they're trying to say, but I can be you're almost trying to steal my agency away from me to even be a shit bag. I get to be a shit bag if I want to be. Nothing is going to tell me that because of who I am or my melanin content that I can't be a thing. What we try to do is make sure that we're implementing into the young people and the people that's watching and the demographic all of this shit is yours and you should defend it. And if we do that and if we tie that back into the constitution, the bill of rights and human rights, we limit the government and we we get a demographic that is not afraid to die. Most of the people in the hood that are alive and made it, again, their perspective is, I didn't expect to be alive this long. So we can convert those folks and get them on board and have like me wearing a shirt. The general public will try to make it seem like criminality is the monopoly of the fucking black community. And that was one of the biggest pushbacks that I used to give to like a lot of neocon pundits. I'm like, like, y'all are doing this shit wrong, and that's not true. Just because we in the community don't mean we fucking cool with the killer. Like, that's not okay. And so that level of reverse engineering, especially with guns and empowering people, especially women that feel a little bit nervous. I got friends, homegirls that's fucking strippers. Some of my homegirls are actual prostitutes. And I'm just like, bro, you you have a rough job. You should fucking carry a gun. Here's how you can go train. Here's how you, this is what you do and this is what you don't do. This to me is being more Christ-like than me just proselytizing and kind of like just talking about the shit. And so doing it in this demographic, we knew if we could translate the information properly, we knew that it was going to go over like gangbusters. And again, within the first three years, all we spent was 300 grand and we fucking made it happen. The NSSF numbers happen, show it. All fucking shot show looks 1000% different now than when it looked like when I went the first time. And mm-hmm. I, I have to be honest and, and say that's a, by and large because so many people have taken into that message and white dudes all over the fucking country were like, bro, fucking thank you. Like I've been trying to explain this shit, but I just lacked the programming language to get past the fucking, you know, the, 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 the first level of programming. And so, and it's 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 broken down that racial barrier. It's broken down the propaganda that presents it as only a racial barrier. Oh, I walk into the gun range, every white dude in there is like a fucking Nazi. 
bro. Or maybe he's just in the fucking gym and likes fucking has tattoos, mm. kind of like fucking me, right? And everybody maybe. else we hang out with, <laughs> you know what I mean? Stupid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and when when you put them in that environment, and they able to kind of go like, they I'm 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 like a consigliere. They trust me, and I walk them in the room. When they're in the room, they go, oh shit. Then we get them because now once I get you on the ability to defend yourself and protect your family, and then I show you how the people that you were told to vote for don't want you to have the means to be able to do this anymore. I unplug them from that matrix and there's no plug back in. Yeah. Well, that's like, it's that, that's the thing. One of the critical starting points for this shit is to explain to folks who are affected by it exactly how evil this shit is like the way that leftists come up with these words like whiteness and then they associate education and wealth and articulate speech and professionalism and even organized cabinets a couple of months ago for some fucking reason um with whiteness and and imply that one it's inaccessible to you because you're black or two you're not fucking black anymore if you do these things which are clearly shown to improve your fucking life Right. That is a that is a very specific type of psyop meant to keep you from being successful in life. And it's, yep. it's being done not not just primarily, but exclusively by the people that you vote for. What the fuck? I mean, that it's a, it, once you can get people to fucking see that, I think the anger starts to fucking boil up in them a little bit. And they're like, all right, fuck these people. You know, what I mean, now I remember what? the but first the, time the, the, the now what's really important too. now what? Right. Right. But anyways, I remember yeah. the first time I went to Africa, right? I was 19. And two experiences that I had in Africa at two different scenarios. The first time that I went, I went, a friend of mine, his family had like an import-export business here in America. And he was like, yo, do you want to go to Senegal? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go yeah. to Senegal. And so I go to Senegal, but the rumor in the black community is, you, yo, you know Africans on the continent don't fuck with African-Americans. And so I get over there and I'm kind of like, I want the experience, but I'm, you know, I'm a little like, that's the conditioning. And so I get over there and after the first few days, man, these were some of the most beautiful, happy fucking people that I, they didn't have like Starbucks on every fucking corner or none of that shit. And I was in Dakar, Senegal, so it was a pretty modern city. However, it didn't have the same shit that America has. Mm-hmm. America's it's this fucking lit over here. Wi-Fi is everywhere. Yeah. And so um, after the first few days, I remember saying to them, like, yo, I got to be honest with y'all. And they were like, what? And I'm like, yo, I thought that Africans on the continent didn't fuck with African-Americans. And they laughed and they was like, yo, before you came here, we thought African-Americans didn't fuck with us. Somebody had put salt in the game and lied to both sides so motherfuckers wouldn't make that connection. That's what the government is doing to all of us. They want you to fucking, yo, you know it's the fucking black dudes. Now, are there shit bags in the black community? Yes. Are there shit bags in the white community? Yes. Are there shit bags in the fucking police community? Yes. Shit bags exist. I am of the belief, and me traveling around this country eight, nine, ten times at this point, I am of the belief that they are actually in the minority. Somebody's giving them the fucking bullhorn though. And so we got to smash the fucking shit bags fast. If you smash the shit bags fast, 
and make an example, the potential shit bag that's more of a coward that hasn't matured into full shit bag mode, they start to fall the fuck back. Mm -hmm. As well as when we are the example of, I am a good dude. I am going to hold that door open. I am going to fucking like, you know, carry the grocery. I am going to do all of those little things that you talked about earlier. So that was the one example in, in Africa that I recognized like, oh shit, is, is somebody telling us it's an unseen hand pimping both sides. Yeah. And then that's you think, then you think about every war that's ever happened and how that might've been a big part of it. You know what I mean? Like how, then, how, then, how, then many, how many, how many times have the plebs been tricked into fighting each other over some two dudes fucking beef? That and then, yeah. and then when, when fucking I learn about Bacon's rebellion in Virginia, where they mm. was like, yo, fuck the state telling us what we going to do. And black and white people work together. Then I'll talk about the fucking black Panther party that had white people in it. Like, like <laughs> they were saying all power to the people, mm. not just black people. And when you start to see this, you start to go, oh, shit. Now, my life was steeped in it because I was raised in Philly. And so I, I, at any given moment, I could go lit be. I can go months ago. I took another tour of Independence Hall. I go down there often. In high school, I was going down there often because when I was in school, I would um, I sold weed. And so I would either if I made a whole gang of sales. I would either like get out of there or if it was too slow, I would get the fuck out of there or I would get blasted and I would go take tours of like City Hall, of like Benjamin Franklin's print shop, of the Masonic building, of just all of this fucking history that's in Philadelphia. The places that everybody in the hood does not go. We don't go to the Rocky Steps. We like we just it's just fucking oh, that's some tourist shit. So I used to go to these places. And so I would be exposed to in high school, Patrick Henry in high school. Um, Thomas Paine, the fucking Marines were originated in Philadelphia in Tun Tavern. So I was being exposed to all of this shit. Then when I would go back to school and I were exposed to other information, two things would happen. One, I would connect in my mind, Thomas Paine fighting for freedom or curating the message for all of damn near all of the founders that followed him. Um, and even the Thomas Jeffersons and the J James Madisons and the, excuse me, George Masons and all of that. Right. I would equate that being the same as Frederick Douglass. Mm. I would equate that the same as Harriet Tubman. I didn't have somebody putting some game in the middle telling me, oh, this is only this kind of freedom. And this is this kind of freedom. I, I give this example of Kobe Bryant all of the time. Kobe Bryant was a was obviously an amazing phenom as a high school player. If he would have went to college being 6'6 and being that great player, in high school, no coach is going to tell him he can't do whatever. He's going to play point guard. He's going to play shooting guard. He's going to play forward. He's going to play center. He can skilled enough to play all of those. But when you go to college, you're 6'6, you're only a shooting guard. But because he skipped that cementing, he was still able to develop his game. I could still dribble, I could still shoot. Every player that skipped that college process, becomes fucking dominant from all the way back in the 60s from fucking, uh, uh, I forget the guy's name, Chocolate Thunder was his name uh, in the Sixers. Uh, he went Moses Malone right mm -hmm. into high school, high school into fucking into the NBA. Um, Kevin Garnett, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, obviously fucking uh, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, and, and obviously Kobe Bryant. Yeah. My point in saying this is they were able to skip the conditioning of college, the programming. 
me being able to merge those two different types of thought, but merge them with freedom without somebody in the middle. Because when I went to school and I would ask the teachers about specific people, they didn't know who the fuck I was talking about. None of the teachers knew in social studies who the fuck Patrick Henry was. And I was selling weed, so I made more than my fucking teacher. So my point in saying all of this was, I had that inculcation of that was my programming. Now you fast forward again. I am also fully aware of um, the slave trade, the the the, the ch chattel slavery system that was created for America was extremely fucking brutal. This does not mean that slavery did not exist in other parts of the world. Because again, I'm not gonna let somebody steal my agency. There were shit. I'm allowed to, as the black dude around the planet, own humans. I can participate in that trade. Yeah, the Ivory Coast. I mean, they had about a million point two slaves over there. China had slaves before anybody, actually, <laughs> a long right. time ago. Yeah, but it, it's like people say that as a way to try to diffuse responsibility. I don't think that's appropriate. But right. Everybody doing so, it doesn't like make it less bad. You know that. Right. If, if right. Were, like, oh, everybody was raping back then. It's not a big deal. Like, what the fuck are you talking it, about, right. asshole? He's like. Nah, man, it's cool. I raped 10, he raped seven. So yeah. who's worse? Like yeah. both of you guys yeah. are still fucking raping. Like it's not okay. Yeah. And so I was able to articulate both of these points. And that's that was a part of the reason why I had such an interest in Africa. I wanted to kind of see like, yo, did these guys really know? Or were they like, nah, we didn't know that that's what the fuck was happening. We thought it was indentured servitude. My point in saying that is another time I went to Ghana and I was having this conversation with a dude and we were talking about what colonization means and, and the fight for freedom, the fight for freedom and the struggle around it. This does not mean that you are not capable of fighting for freedom, but if you are fighting for freedom, for your language, for um, you know I, American history to a certain extent for some black people, because there were black people here before the so-called slave trade, mm. that happened. Like that happened. The fucking Olmec heads in fucking Mexico are, they got fucking cornrows and wide noses, bro. Like, cut it the fuck out. They were here. My point is, I was having this conversation with the dude, and I it, it kind of made me recognize how much people don't recognize how colonizational programming actually works. We were there in Ghana arguing about, he was saying that um, we were never colonized, and colonization doesn't go that same way. And we were going back and forth and I'm saying, no, I'm not, I'm not saying we can't fight for freedom or, or other nations didn't do these things. But it, it kind of devolved into a bit of an argument. And in the middle of this argument, right, because he was in essence saying, you're, you're, your family is from here to motherland. If you follow your generations back. And I'm like, I understand that. And I do agree with that somewhat. Um, but what I was trying to, as, as this conversation continued to go, he started going into his native language, which was French. He mm. was an African dude, Ghanaian. Mm. His native tongue was French. And I'm arguing with him in English, and we're in fucking Africa speaking European languages. And my point in that was, at this moment, I kind of recognize we are on a Black-ass country and a Black-ass continent arguing European languages and I can't convince this person to understand how colonization works. And this is the reason why I took the approach with Black Guns Matter. I don't think people would kind of believe how mentally colonized with all of the freedoms that we appear to have. I don't think that the general public 
takes the time to really think about how mentally colonized Americans are. Yeah, because then you got to do mean- something about it. They, they, right. If you admit that, that that problem exists, and it isn't the same kind of fucking mind virus that has become the woke mind virus in education and, and politics and business, um, and what that affects, the, the what we've been talking about with the black community and just being fucking hammered with propaganda all this time, the average white person is content to let the government run roughshod over them, provided they have uh, an iPad and a fucking hot pocket. And they'll just let yeah. the government do whatever the fuck they want. So don't, let's not pretend, uh, if you're out there listening, like there's one group of people who falls victim to this and, and we've got to go save them. No, you have to save your fucking self first. That's the only right. way to fix this problem because everybody's right. being affected by this shit. And that's the part that I'm just like, I could see that same unseen hand going like, Yo, it's just them, or they're the problem, or that doesn't involve you. You're good. No. When you step back from the fucking enormous elephant, when you're close to an elephant, you kind of something, you write up on it. You can't really see how big a, a, a fucking elephant or even a hippopotamus. If you get that close to a hippopotamus, those fuckers yeah, are like fuck very, that. yeah, they're very violent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like when you step back and look at the enormity of it, Right now, in order for your marriage to be respected, you have to get permission from the government. Right now, I was in a zoning board meeting this morning, this morning, a Zoom meeting. These are developers, right? We're developers are trying to do things and develop the community. The zoning board will tell you what you, you're almost, we were in there asking for permission. We know more about building than you motherfuckers. We're Ron Swanson. You're the random fucking guy in fucking Home Depot. We know more than you. But we're asking you, can we have permission to build this thing on the property that we either own outright or got a mortgage from the bank on? That's another check on your so-called freedom. I don't care what your race is. When you're talking about the cultural component, as an American... I had to make sure that I explained the black issues as it related to the racist practice of gun control, because it 1000% was started to stop black people oh, yeah, from the, having the Mulford Act yeah, in California. Oh, it was 100% even, even, just racist look, shit. Even before that, even when you go to the first, the largest, the first uh, mass shooting or federal gun grab was the massacre at Wounded Knee. Mm. Like, the fucking deacons for defense had to create armed patrols to protect and SNCC, protect the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. The Deacons for Defense and those guys had to create armed battalions to defend some of the college students before the 60s that were fighting for civil rights. All of these things that came up, and then I started just adding, okay, the fucking like, oh, full auto, the fucking gun control act, and you know, back in the day with the fucking, the Italians, these reckless Italians who were looked at as subhuman at a certain point. When I started to see that and step, continue to step back from the elephant, I can explain to every so-called racial group of American how gun control was specifically there. Here's where they fucked you over. Oh, you're a Chinese American? Cool, here's your point in the timeline where they was fucking with your freedoms and your ability to defend yourself. Oh, you Irish? Man, got a whole lot for you. The fucking largest fucking thing was you guys. Mm. Oh, you're, I, oh, you're fucking uh, Italian, Irish? Oh, you're Irish. They they called you a fucking half a man. That's why the fucking Kennedy the thing is this way. Like all of these fucking things were based in race. So I have to explain that. But then I then have to step out further and go, 
These were people in positions of power to legislate, which means it was the state that codified their hatred or race as the thing to make you not fuck with him so they could pass legislation just so they could fuck you over later. Explaining that fully uh, is how we were able to get so many people mm. starting in the black community to start going to go buy guns. Now the next phase was to get those people to go, okay, the government did this. Overreaching government did this, is which is just people operating through this. So we need to put people in that's gonna limit and limit and limit and limit and limit government. Translating it that way empowers the people more than just saying to them, Oh, you on a democratic plantation. That's nothing. Yeah, fuck I can't that. Ask shit. somebody to fucking come back with me. And I'm just like, yo, you know, come here, slave. Yeah. I'm not fucking wrong with you, bro. Yeah. And then the next step after that is to fucking make this metaphor of ants in the jar real for people. Like black yeah. ants and fire ants, put them in a jar, they'll coexist and mostly ignore each other, actually. But you shake the jar, they kill each other uh, and never stop to ask who shook the goddamn jar and uh right. you know the lar to, to your point for a minute ago you were kind of alluding to it the lar largest single lynching event in american history was italian people in fucking italian. new orleans right um yep. again that isn't that isn't a fucking one up or gotcha or whataboutism it's yeah this it's, ain't the fucking oppression no, olympics no, no it's fucking retarded it, it is it is to simply say this, liberty only exists if it exists for fucking everybody. And if it doesn't, it's just another form of control. You know what right. I mean? And if you're comfortable with that, call yourself whatever you want to call yourself, but don't call yourself a goddamn patriot because that's right. not who you are. Right. It's like you calling this thing, like, I don't like Rob Smith. I think Rob Smith's like, um, I think he's a pussy, right? Um, but he just got kind of like so-called swarmed. It wasn't really a swarm. But he got kind of like surrounded by like the groipers and shit like that at some conservative event. And I think Rob's a pussy on certain levels. Now, he he went, he was in the military. He served in Iraq. So there's a certain level of pussy that he's not. I have to be honest about that. But I just think he kind of soft. He's a gay dude, too. So he's like he just he's just more feminine. Mm -hmm. And I think that shit is like really bitch made. But nonetheless, he happens to be a black gay dude that's conservative. And I saw all of the, like, the Groypers, like, surrounding him, calling him a faggot and shit. Mm. And I just was like, now these guys are going to be presented as what conservatives are. And it's not. And so, like, conservatives got to kind of, like, tap in there and be like, nah, that's not, that's this ain't what this is. When somebody says, that's like stolen valor, like, dudes that, bro, if you was, if you was, if you got deployed, and if your job was to just make sure that the fucking... Wi-Fi was working, that's a valuable part of the fucking team. But what you don't do is act like you was getting bodies over there, saving the unit. Like, we're not doing that. There's certain lanes and situations for everybody on the fucking team. And so the team has to be willing to say, bro, cut that, cut that shit out. You're, you're not representing what this thing is about properly. When I say, when I'm, when I'm adamant about saying, I don't like rats, I don't like rats. I don't like I don't I don't like people that knowingly participate. Me selling weed could have got me 50 years in jail. It's still schedule one now. I don't like if we say we're going to move 50 pounds and you get caught, you knowingly know that we're participating in so-called unlawful activities. And then to lessen your sentence, you tell on me. 
that same energy that I keep, I'm also not gonna go tell on the guys that's my competitors. I'm gonna tell the police. I don't like rats, period. The, the, the standard is the standard. And I think that when we start being more, now speaking more to conservatives, because I don't think the libertarians right now to hopefully this maintains, I don't think they have a problem telling people their principles. Libertarians are like fucking vegans. They're like, mm. I'm vegan, you know? And so I think conservatives need to step up and say like, yo, that's, that's, not, that's not a conservative value. When you just let these dudes just say, yeah, we back the blue. Back the blue to do what? Arrest seven-year-old children in 2021 for not wearing a mask in a New York fucking art museum? Is that what you back? Back the blue how? For ruthlessly killing a fucking Tony Temper? Mm. I mean, this, this, is why, this is why we have a constitution, right? It's why we have principles. Because the, the, when you pass any kind of law or create any kind of weapon, you have to imagine it in the hands of your worst enemy, right? So this idea of tacitly approving of everything one institution or another does doesn't make any sense. Like, we, we specifically designed a system of government to not do that. Right. Right. To, for it to be interchange, like the personnel should be able to be interchangeable because the principles yeah. are strong. But that's right. not the case anymore. Right. Now we treat the personnel as inter, uh, or the, I'm sorry, we treat the principle as interchangeable. You know what right. I mean? And that's not what a principle is. It's fucking right. stupid. So right. <clears throat> it's, you know, it's a long road to message all this stuff. But you're out there, you know, hitting the pavement, doing it shit. Uh, we got to get out of here. But tell everybody where they can find you so they can get involved in this shit. Guys, the biggest thing that you can do, one thing I want to say this. If you're not reposting this podcast weekly, you're doing yourself and your community, your online community a disservice. When you hear these type, not just this one particular podcast, when you see all of this freedom being spoken very openly and independently, you got to get behind it, guys. And I'm not saying that just because I'm on the podcast. I'm saying that because... There's not many podcasts that you can have these open conversations. They get they get fucking snatched. And so make sure you're supporting that. That's one. Two, um, support the work, dude. Like we have we got maybe about we are two hundred and forty thousand dollars away from a million dollars raised and given away. We've cracked the seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, this is over six years. Right. The last remaining part of that, that $240,000 um, goes to buying this building because we can at least have one location in the leftist city that everyone can come get stuff for free. Education, at least. At least the education. We want to buy the building outright. Um, we That will also pay for all of 2024's classes. Another reason why I'm going to ask everyone to donate towards the work is I have a gun charge. I go to court at the end of January. Um, I stand on this Second Amendment shit. I do. Um, the the precedent has been set in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, I'm not a I'm not a criminal. I'm not the violent dude. All of that. I am a fucking patriot, and I say that proudly. And no, I'm not getting a license to carry. No, I'm not. Um, we teach people how to get them. If you want them, cool. So I want to make sure that we can hurry up and buy this building and pay for all of the year's classes. Because even though the precedent is in my favor for the state of Pennsylvania, you never know what the fuck happens in court. And having force multipliers where all of the classes are already scheduled and done across the country and in the center and we own it would be a huge fucking 
fuck you to the opposition if this goes left. And so if this conversation added some value to your life, if you may not be at a space right now where you want to be as vocal as we are, that's fine. We're not judging you. If you don't want to share it or buy some merch or wear some merch, donate to people doing the work. Okay. Um, where you guys can support givesendgo.com forward slash solutionary. Um, and if you follow me on any of the social media platforms, it's always the link in the bio. Um, on Twitter, it's Maj Toure, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E-999. Um, on Instagram, it's Maj Toure999. That's the backup page. And Big Daddy Toure is the main page. Official Black Guns Matter on Instagram as well. Um, and the website where you guys can register for some classes, we have a basic class on libertarianism. We have a basic class on firearms. And we have a basic class on understanding imminent threat. These are online classes. They're about two hours long. Um, it's interactive with me. Um, and those are 20 bucks, but you can go over to solutionaryuniversity.org to register for those online classes. So those are the areas that you ladies and gentlemen can support. But lastly, please guys, you made it through three years of a serious psychological operation. You, you survived. Suicide rates were up. The mainstream media, corporate, corporate media, government merged in an unholy alliance to make you fucking comply and you did not. And even if you took the jab for your own reasons and you regret it now, you didn't kill yourself. Economy's fucked and you're holding on. So I just want to give everybody a gentle reminder to be fucking kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Give them some empathy. That does not mean be fucking soft and justify their bullshit or your own bullshit. But what it does mean is you, you ran through 2020. 2020 was fucked. And you're here damn near four years later. And the things that you're going through and the struggles that you may be dealing with because of inflation, hyperinflation, stagflation, economics, depression, all of those different things, be kind to yourself, be loving to yourself, hit the gym, eat a little bit healthier, go take some classes, get on a fucking yoga mat, do that inner work and that personal development, but be kind to yourself and others. We are in this together. We are not each other's enemy. The fucking overreaching government is. And so with that, I'll leave it that way. Thank you so much for having me, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. It's a good message. And yeah, remember that shit. The enemies never each other. It never is. It's always some asshole or some yep. group of assholes, actually. But uh, either way, keep your head up and uh, go check out Mog Tory. Uh, check out Black Guns Matter. And uh, yeah, like and share all this stuff. Uh, again, thanks for coming today, man. I appreciate it. Thank you all. I'll see you all in a bit. Yep. And uh, thank you all for listening to this bit, Citizen. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.